Good morning. Good morning. It's lovely to be with you for Family Carols. Now, I've got a question to start us off. Who saw one of these this year? This is the HTC Christmas card. Who got an HTC Christmas card or gave one to somebody else? Fantastic. Now, did anybody spot what was drawn in the sky on the card above the shepherds. Now, this isn't a trick question. You don't have to squint and look sideways. You can see it. What is drawn in the stars? Who can see? Yep, shout it out. A trombone. Fantastic. Can anybody see anything else? Can anybody see anything else in the sky above the shepherds? Shout it out. A French, who said French horn? Well done. Fantastic. There's a trombone, there's a French horn, there's some trumpets. There's an entire brass section. Um, And in the passage, we've just heard read from Luke chapter 2. There are three things we're going to think about this morning that link with that card. The first one is there's a tyrant. The second one is there is some trouble. And the third one is there are some trumpets, just like our Christmas card. There's a heavenly fanfare. And we're going to get to the part in the passage where there's a heavenly fanfare. And I thought it was really important that we have a live fanfare in church. So I thought we've got some musicians on the staff team. I'm not a musician, but how difficult can it be to play a trumpet? Um, So Ben didn't play the trumpet at the beginning of this week, but Ben has been practicing, haven't you, Ben? Yep, and Ben is going to do a regal fanfare for us now, and this is very key, okay? Can we give Ben a round of applause? Okay, thank you. Um, This is very key for Ben to get right, because this is the crescendo of the story. So are we ready for our royal fanfare? Did you play the trumpet at the beginning of this week, Ben? Amazing. Right, here you go. Thank you, Ben. That's great. Um, well, that's a, bit of a, that's a bit of a shame, isn't it? We now don't have a royal fanfare. But um, at HTC, we like to say that we are always prepared for every eventuality, particularly when staff don't do what they're meant to do. So we, are, we have got a brass section for you all to play. And they're going to be given out now. Um, lots of uh, horns and trumpets are going to be given out now. Can the stewards come forward with all of those? That would be amazing. And they are for everybody who would like to have a trumpet. If you've already got one from the previous service, grab it. They look like this. We are going to be the Heavenly Fanfare um, together. Now, a lesson I learned from the 9.30 service. Okay, everybody watching? When I do this, shh, okay, great, right, let's try and be a fanfare, okay, three, two, one, okay, amazing, amazing, great, okay, right, and Brilliant. Right. It's all going to work. It's all going to work. I'm just going to keep going. Brilliant. Right. (laughs) Shh. 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 Parents, 
You made, help me out a little bit. Okay, shush, right, wonderful, right. What we're gonna do, what we're gonna do, what we're gonna do, like an orchestra, we're gonna be hugely disciplined, listen to the conductor. Um, when I say the word fanfare, you're gonna have to listen out for it. I'm not gonna say it all the time, you're gonna have to listen out for the word fanfare. And when I say it, we're gonna be an orchestra. So listen really carefully. Now, let's start by thinking about those three T's. The first one, the first one is the word tyrant. In verse one, we read that in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus' real name was Gaius Octavius. However, he wanted to be greater than any other Caesar before him, so he changed his name. He changed his name. He changed his name to Caesar Augustus, and Augustus means divine majesty. So Caesar Augustus means Caesar God. And Caesar wanted to tax people because he thought because he was a god, he should be really rich and live in luxury. So it didn't care if you were poor or pregnant or infirm. You had to make the journey to register for Caesar's taxes. He was a tyrant. And because Caesar was a tyrant, in the passage we read there are troubles. Let's look at verse 4. So Joseph went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem to the town of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Because of the tyrant's decree, Mary and Joseph must make the journey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. If you didn't know, that's about 80 miles Mary is nine months pregnant. She cannot see her feet. This is not the ideal time to be going on an 80-mile journey. And because they are slower than everybody else, when they arrive in Bethlehem, all the inns are full and there is no place for them to stay. And Mary is possibly as young as 14 She's exhausted, she's overwhelmed as the picture shows, and she wraps the saviour of the world in swaddling clothes, and she puts him in the manger. An uncaring tyrant causes Joseph and Mary great trouble, but God uses all of that for his purposes and his plans to unfold. And how does God announce that his plan has unfolded, he announces it with a fanfare. <laughs> Amazing, brilliant. In verse 10, in verse 10, we read, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you great tidings of good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The words of the angels announce that a king has been born. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. And this king, King Jesus, this king is a king who doesn't need 
to change his name because his name is above all names. And this king, King Jesus, is a king who promises peace and not pressure. And this king, King Jesus, is born in the midst of trouble so that we can know the hope that is found in him. Christmas is a time for celebration. Christmas is a time for fanfare. <laughs> but let's, let's stop for a moment. Let's stop for a moment, just for a moment, and think about who we are making all of that noise for. Are we blowing our own trumpets this Christmas? Are we blowing a trumpet for all the presents and the gifts we can get? Or are we celebrating Jesus? In amongst the excitement and the exhaustion, in amongst the troubles and the tinsel, whose name this Christmas are we lifting high? Who deserves our praise? This Christmas, can I encourage you to praise and to celebrate the King who came down in love for us? Can I encourage you to praise King Jesus? And to do that now, we get the opportunity to come and bring our prayers to Jesus. And we can bring our loud prayers and we can bring our quiet prayers. We can bring our loud prayers of thanks the things we want to say thank you to Jesus for. And we can bring our quiet prayers, those prayers of peace, those people, those places, those things that we want Jesus's peace for. Now, at the end of your pews, there should be some paper and crayons. If you don't have any, put your hands up and Jess and some of the stewards will give you them. Um, and there's an opportunity now for you to draw or write down a loud prayer of praise or a quiet prayer of peace to King Jesus. And the band are going to come up now and they're going to play as we do that. And when you've written your prayer to King Jesus, why don't you come up? You can come up with your fanfare if you want to. Come up and put it um, with Jesus here as a reminder that King Jesus came down in love for us.